Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at a snapshot of America's medical marijuana market in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a lifetime hub for the pharmaceutical industry, but now it's all about cannabis. Stay tuned towards the end. We're going to talk about why Puerto Rico is the best spot for CBD companies. It's the only place for an American company and or individual to go and not pay federal income tax. So if you're not in Puerto Rico, 85% of CBD companies will fail, in my opinion, because you just don't have 20% margin to throw away. So the founder of Latinas Canapreneur said it's an, a very empowering and exciting to see this industry grow, especially in Puerto Rico, which used to be all pharmaceutical. Puerto Rico's medical cannabis program was signed into law in 2015 as an executive order, found its way into legislation two years later. And since then, the market has shown an immense promise despite historic setbacks. In 2017, Puerto Rico was devastated by two hurricanes, Irma and Maria, and the infrastructure and crops were destroyed. However, Puerto Rico's medical marijuana market recovered, generating promising sales figures and substantial numbers of patients registered. I was in Puerto Rico in March of 2018, so six months after the hurricane. And if you were in downtown San Juan, where cruise ships in the airport, uh, Cocoa Beach, uh, right in front of Trump's old golf course, touristy area, nothing looked impacted at all by the hurricane. You wouldn't have any idea. But the rest of the island, completely different story. So Puerto Rico, they generate roughly 60 million medical sales during 2018, with that figure expecting to reach approximately 179 million by 2024, according to ArcView Market Research and BDS Analytics. Last year, the island's cannabis market saw popular products like edibles outpace other consumption options by nearly 12%. There's an estimated 90 companies operating on the island, including several multi-state operators. The chief product officer of Merriman called Puerto Rico one of the most advanced markets in the U.S. He said, quote, Puerto Rico is one of the most highly competitive markets with lots of well-branded and unique product offerings. And in addition to Act 20, that gives you, you know, 100% tax deductions, 50% tax credits, and all of these crazy advantages. What hasn't been said, or at least it was alluded to with the pharmaceutical industry, building a lot of these CPG and ISO certified facilities, they just left. They took off, they went back to the US. New Jersey has a huge concentration of pharmaceuticals. So they took a lot of the Puerto Ricans with them, you know, all the doctors and MDs, pharmacists, but there's still all of these buildings and facilities available for cannabis companies. So huge opportunity. And even though the service and tourism and hotels have decreased significantly, cannabis industry is still continuing to grow. We've mentioned on this podcast that cannabis legalization, regulation, all of that is really about money. And so cannabis could be the constant revenue driver that Puerto Rico needs to be fully recovered from its series of setbacks in recent years. And so a lot of these entrepreneurs believe that adult use legalization could come in the next few years, despite all the setbacks. Quote, we've seen a lot of obstacles and challenges during the last couple of years. The cannabis market always has been constantly growing and having economic input in the island. So this is a snapshot of Puerto Rico, but let's do a deeper dive into why this uh, island is so great. So Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. Puerto Ricans are Americans, but they don't have congressional representation. And so you, you remember from school, you can't have taxation without representation. And so there is no uh, federal income tax in Puerto Rico. They have their own tax system. So if you're selling goods outside of Puerto Rico, that's the, uh, the key. So it's a service or, or product. So Act 20 is for exports, and that's services or anything designed to uh, be sold to people outside of Puerto Rico. So if you qualify, which 
pretty much anyone does for sales or services, you qualify for 4% corporate tax rate. And there's a lot of ways that you can qualify. So if you're a CBD company, for example, you're going to want to have a research and development facility for terpenes or processing. You can have a bilingual call center. Um, you definitely want to have a sales department down there because anything that generates sales is what's taxed. So you want to have a sales department and everything um, being funneled through Puerto Rico. If you yourself want to go down there, a lot of other options are available. You're going to need to buy a house within two years, but there's so many advantages with write-offs and tax advantages and by paying 0% tax deduction on real estate, personal property taxes. Act 73 is for business development. So there's tax credits for research and development on agricultural businesses. And obviously hemp and cannabis fall under that. You have a 50% tax credit for the purchase of local land as well as machinery. So it would kind of make sense to have your research and development finalize how everything's supposed to work. And then you can sell all of that equipment back to your mainland entity and just start over. Tourism kind of goes hand in hand with Act 73 with research and development. So you can have uh, agricultural tourism as well. And you can see all of the exemptions and tax deductions from 100% on equipment, property taxes. So whether you're in Canada or the US, it sort of makes sense. If you look at the local state taxes and your federal taxes compared to what you could save in Puerto Rico, like California, for example, uh, you're gonna save probably 26% as a CBD company just by moving to uh, Puerto Rico. So there are some other issues you need to look at, like transportation is gonna eat up some of your costs, but nonetheless, uh, that 20% margin is going to save you in the long run. For people still using uh, products and labor in China, that's gonna come to a halt. People are going to diversify where they're doing business and have multiple points of production. So if you used to have an assembly in China, you may want to relocate that to Mexico or even Puerto Rico. So some of the things that are still being impacted, you have cultivation operations with greenhouse facilities, lighting equipment, packaging, uh, and other you know materials like metal for extraction. If you want to move down there, take advantage of Act 22, you need to spend six months down there, file a new LLC. Pretty straightforward. You obviously don't have to move down to Puerto Rico. You can just stay and operate anywhere you want, but have an entity in Puerto Rico. Um, you want your sales department, you want research and development, a bilingual call center. You can uh, incorporate or file an IPO in Canada. Uh, so there's lots of opportunities. The, the world is your oyster. And so from work from home, obviously you can remote work anywhere take advantage of opportunities where they are. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.